The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And this is going to be the last episode, one for the year, but then two for a couple of weeks. So um, if for those of you who are looking for inspiration and motivation from our voices in the first part of the new year, I'm sorry, you will have to wait just a little bit longer. It's okay. Yeah. It feels like we all kind of need a break, not from us, just a general collective mm-hmm. break. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I actually sent out, I did this like late last week, but I sent out a tweet. I was like, I basically have, you know, the next two weeks off and I don't, I, I'm so anxious about it because I don't know how to relax and just reset. That's <laughs> like, I have anxiety about this and I, it hasn't even started yet. It was like the day before, but it's been uh, flying by, you know, with, with family things and stuff like that. So hopefully this will be a good opportunity for everyone except for Aaron to reset <laughs> and relax. Yeah. And I haven't talked a lot about it on like social and things. I have a little bit on Instagram and things. Um, but for those of you who are listening, I'll let you in on the secret. Uh, my wedding is scheduled for New Year's Eve, which I'm very excited about. Um, I will tell you, uh, this is our third date. We've postponed twice prior to now. Um, the reasoning for it is the first one wouldn't have literally been possible because COVID hit right as we were supposed to be married. So like even, um, even the ability to get a marriage license wasn't possible mm-hmm. at that time. Uh, we rescheduled for April of this year and um, we ultimately postponed that one because at the time vaccine availability wasn't widespread. It was very limited to um, certain people, uh, you know, higher risk populations, but we had a lot of people that we would have been inviting that we felt like we wanted to give the opportunity for them to be vaccinated. And so when we looked at like what was the furthest possible date we could go before basically losing all of our deposits and vendors and every other thing that we had um, done is New Year's Eve which uh, Kyle and I actually met on New Year's Eve. We got engaged on New Year's Eve. So there's some there's some alignment and synergy there. But I will say what's been really challenging about this, and I'm not sharing this for the record with anyone that is listening to this um, for sympathy, not at all. Please do not think that that is what I'm asking. Um, but what's been particularly hard about this is um, we did ask our guests at the time when we we initially put the invites out, things looked very different. So mm-hmm. we asked our guests to either be fully vaccinated or to have a negative test within 48 hours of the event. Obviously, life has changed exponentially. So regardless of vaccine status and everything, like there's just a lot of risk to any kind of large event. Um, it is definitely not 
the size of an event that we had probably imagined two, two and a half years ago when we started planning this wedding, which is fine. Um, we have had a lot of people who won't be able to make it and have made those decisions very last minute for their own health and safety. That's fine. Um, we're doing everything we can, uh, providing masks, encouraging masks, despite the fact that there is no mandate at this point in Nebraska or most places in this country. And, um, yeah, that is where we're at. And I understand that I don't owe anyone an explanation, but I'll be honest with you. It is really, really hard right now in this um, because as somebody who I would say has, has been exceptionally COVID cautious, um, has postponed a wedding twice because of it, it's really hard for me not to care what people think. And I understand yeah. it's not about what people think, but I do feel this like need to like over explain myself and it's just really hard because um I it's just really hard because I don't want that day to be like shadowed by that but I understand there are going to be people who look at my wedding and go why are you doing this and um the answer is like we are we are doing what we feel to be as safe as possible um but I understand there's not it, it's not a perfect scenario for anyone involved. It'll be great. Um, we'll get married. The most important thing at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. I, I'm excited, but at the same time, it's like a cautious excitement and just trying to be very cognizant of the, the fact that like, um, shit's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say, what I was thinking as you're explaining that, hi Mario, um, is, you know, if people are comfortable going out to eat in a, at a restaurant, or if they're comfortable going to a smaller concert, even, um, I, I think that there shouldn't be any judgment for you wanting to have your freaking wedding. You know, um, like you said, it's been, you've had to postpone it twice. So, um, if people have issues with it, I am going to just as a friend and a bodyguard for Aaron, tell you to <laughs> kindly keep quiet and just give well wishes. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where like, I have been like, it's really, really challenging because I have been, I've spent, I, I spent my, there's a lot of complicated feelings in this. Mm -hmm. um, I spent my whole fall in stadiums with 90,000 people. I was jam packed in an elevator one, one football Saturday, which I was so horrified by this experience but i got into the elevator because after the tunnel walk you have to get back up to the press box and there is not a media specific um elevator so mm -hmm. it just is what it is and like i would say 98 percent of the time this season the people who have gotten into the elevator with you have been incredibly respectful they were kind people kept like as much of a distance as they could um or they're wearing their masks because at the time there was a mandate indoors in Lincoln. Mm -hmm. um, but I do remember this one week getting into the elevator and the people who got in refused to wear their masks. The person who was working the elevator kindly asked them to put their masks on, reminded them that it wasn't her choice. It's just what was mandated in Lincoln in the um, just absolute behavior of these adults. They started yelling, let's go, Brandon, which is just such a like to me, silly thing, because mm -hmm. it's like this idea of like wanting to be offensive, but also censoring yourself for some reason. And um, they were just 
like the one of the individuals in the elevator turned toward me and was shaming me for wearing my mask. And so my point with this whole story is, is like I've been in some environments that are just absolutely horrible. Now, I'm not saying a wrong makes a two wrongs make a right or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm saying like. I have, we have been very, very um, as thoughtful as we can be to create a safe environment for Mm -hmm. our guests and trying to be um, very understanding, very accepting, very everything about, no, this isn't how I envisioned. Like if you would have asked me um, two years ago, if this is how I envisioned things for my wedding day, absolutely not. And I, I think if I can offer anything that I've learned this year to the people who are listening to this, um, I think when people tell you, when people just say like, hey, this thing is not what I envisioned. It's tough. Like I've heard people say that about, sorry, I had to drink, take a drink of water. Um, I've heard people say that about things like graduations or prom or um, football games, like all of these things. And when people say like, it's not what I envisioned, it's not what I envisioned my senior year to be. And they're sad. I think a lot of people like to do this thing where instead of trying to come from a place of empathy and saying like, that really sucks. I'm so sorry. I'm here to listen. Mm-hmm. People like to do this thing where they try to qual- qual- like quantify. And I've had a lot of people do this. Well, at least you'll be married. And it's Ugh. like, I understand. Like, Ooh. I understand <laughs> the point of the wedding. Like, I got it. I like, I-, I get at the end of the day, I had people who were like essentially shaming me along the way of like, why don't you just elope? Like, who cares? Have a party later. And it's like, you know, I had, I am not somebody who has been dreaming of a wedding day my whole life, which we really have to stop with that. I just want to share that. Not all little girls dream of their wedding days their whole lives. And you know mm-hmm. what? Little boys can dream of their wedding days if they want to. But I, I hate this notion of like, oh, you must have been dreaming of this your whole life. So that's why you're this way. It's like, no, I had planned with my fiance the wedding that we were going to have because we wanted to be able to celebrate our our marriage with the people that mattered so much to us and that mm-hmm. we love. And we wanted to be able to be surrounded by love. And I remember I've had friends who talked about what their weddings meant to them and how you it's this one opportunity where you will never have this exact group of people in one space like this ever again and so like when people do that where they go well you know they look at the bright side it's not that like that's not helpful but it kind of diminishes and it kind of um it it's coming from a place of sympathy and not empathy and if you've never heard um Brene Brown's uh, like explanation of empathy versus sympathy, look it up on YouTube um, because she does a great job explaining the two of them and how they're different. But sympathy is like going, wow, that sucks. At least it's not, you know, as bad as this. Or like, you're basically saying like, I'm sorry, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're, you're sympathetic, but empathy is when you can like bring yourself to a place. And I, of like understanding and trying to, and if you can't just saying that sucks and providing space and understanding for that person to be sad and to feel however they want to feel without feeling this need to quantify of like, Oh, it could be worse. So I think like (laughs) all of this to say, when I think back on like 2021 and this Mm. really was true in 2020, I think coming from a place of empathy is really, really important. Now I'm not telling you to go be empathetic towards somebody who is spreading misinformation Mm -hmm. and doing like, we have to, we have to be mindful of what we're talking about here. But I, I, I feel for the people I feel for when a, 
okay, this is going to sound like a strange example, but I feel for the um, high school senior who uh, didn't get the experience that they thought that they were going to get in their senior year and dances didn't look like they expected or graduation looked different or the cheerleaders who maybe just wanted to be able to cheer a game without having a mask on their face or um, the, 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 the kids who have had to sort of like be um, just have to like deal with like change and people just like dumping that on them. Like I feel so bad for people. And I think sometimes just having empathy of, I may not understand. I may think that they're, I I may think a graduation or a wedding or this or that is silly in the big scheme of things. You're at least still graduating. You're at least still getting married. You're at least still doing these things. I think at least taking a step back and understanding why these events may matter so deeply to people and Mm. not trying to talk them out of caring is a really important thing that we all need to take into a new year because it's like empathy is sincerely lacking to a a significant degree. Yeah. I was, as you were saying that I was thinking about my stepson, like he started 2021 um, still doing, you know, schoolwork from home. Um, Mm -hmm. He missed nearly all of middle school. He was in school for one semester before um, COVID hit. So he literally jumped from, you know, one semester of seventh grade all the way into high school. Um, And I know how important just even just the small level of maturity that I gained by going, having to go to middle school before having to jump into high school. Like I'm I'm sad for him that he missed that because it's something that he won't get to you know, experience again. I think he's adjusted fine, but that's a big adjustment. Basically going from elementary school to high school, um, if you really think about it. So um, I get that, you know, a lot of us are tired. I think we're all tired in some way, shape or form of, of having to, to deal with this, but the reality is that we still are. So um, mm-hmm. being able to be empathetic and give grace to those around us, Um, because, you know, you don't know what's going on in somebody's life. You don't know how this has impacted them personally, financially, uh, mentally. Um, I I think just, you know, (laughs) kindness is free. I said this, I literally said this on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day when I was with my family. Um, We were just talking about this very subject, actually. Um, And my grandma is an emotional gal, um, (laughs) but she started kind of, she was just sad because she, she's like, you know, the only thing that I wish for going into 2022 is that we'd just be nicer to each other where I feel like we're just missing just being kind. And I was like, you know, and the thing that always gets me is that kindness is free. Um, you don't have to pay for it. The only thing you have to do is be a kind person. Um, and it's really not that difficult. Um, it's, so. it's really not. And like, it's even little things like, <laughs> For a lot of people who listen to this podcast, you're sports fans and you've probably been watching bowl games that they've, that they've been taking place and as bowl games have gotten canceled because they're COVID issues. I see some people who really want to quickly be like, these kids just want to opt out. And then you do see some players who just opt out because they just don't want to play in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. They want to get ready for the NFL and they don't want to they don't want to take the risk of potentially um, getting injured to a degree that like that harms their chances of getting somewhere in the NFL. And I don't find those things to be selfish. I don't find that to be selfish at all. And, you know, 
when we think of what bowl games are today, I'm going to be honest with you all. Uh, bowl games are not being irreparably harmed because of the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not ultimately what is the downfall here. Bowl games with the playoff or not, we're always going to go this path because as players have started to figure out, I have a choice. Mm-hmm. And as players have started to figure out, I don't have to do this if it sets me up negatively for my future. They don't, what you are seeing is power to the players. You're seeing power of the individual to make a choice that is best for them. So when I see these bowl games and people getting mad, because Ohio State had like a bunch of players just decide to opt out and they all want to get ready for the draft. And they could be choosing that, you know, I don't want to take the risk of potentially getting COVID right before I need to start training. Mm -hmm. Or they could just be saying, I don't want to get injured. Their reasoning doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, if we really sincerely, if bowl season matters to people, I don't know the answer, but there's probably going to have to be discussions of how do you pay players to be able Mm -hmm. to play in these games? Because it isn't what it used to be our whole life. Like our whole, like, well, you get extra bowl practices and you get to do this and stuff that really, truly, yes, it benefits the players, but who does it really benefit at the end of the day the fans. and the coaches yeah. and the schools, yeah. because how many of these coaches, but yes, also the fans, the fans get to keep watching their team and be, go take a trip wherever. Um, but then the coaches often have, um, money tied to being able to get into these games. Mm-hmm. Um, it, athletic departments i mean heck look at what just happened with central michigan they were supposed central michigan was supposed to play in the arizona bowl they lost their opponent in boise state the sun bowl was like hey we have a four and a half million dollar payout for this bowl game as opposed to the three hundred fifty thousand in the arizona bowl and what did central michigan do they went to the sun bowl because they're like we're getting more money over there that makes sense (laughs) right um but that's why like when a player makes a decision for themselves um I just, here's the thing. It's been so wild to me to watch people get upset that bowl games have been getting canceled or postponed or like games have been postponed. I mean, like college basketball games have been getting postponed, all this stuff. Um, Think about it this way. Sports are still happening. People are still playing the games that you love. Anyone who tells you that sports are getting canceled anytime soon, they're not. We are going to continue to have sports. It's, it's not like not it's you're still going to get to watch all of the things that you enjoy watching. There might be some disruptions, but instead of reacting from a place of negativity and hate, why not just come from a place of like understanding? Ultimately like these, you're right. Like these bowl games are just an opportunity, especially for those uh, upper echelon players to just, you know, I mean, it's extra, you're extra, it's an extra game <laughs> uh, anymore. It comes across as if it's, you know, not for the college football playoff, that it's just really to me, in my opinion, for the fans. Um, mm-hmm. If you think about it, like if you're not an athlete, if, if you had, I don't know what the something to compare it to is, but like, let's say you uh, can go up for an extra debate or something. And it, the only thing that it's going to benefit is your school when you have the opportunity to actually like go to a conference or something and give like an actual speech. Like that's the only thing I can think of to compare it to, but basically like you're asking these players to put their bodies on line for, you know, a swag bag. Right. I mean, (laughs) the thing that has changed with not only name, image and likeness, but just time is the power of the player. It's in, it's allowing the players to have more, um, authority over themselves it it, it's really 
it's really interesting when people go, well, I remember the good old days when they played for the team and whatever. And it's like, you know, I am all for team players. Like I'm all for it, but I'm also all for people doing what's right for them and um, being mindful and being smart for themselves. And so I just, I, I think I will look back on this year at times that there were some really positive changes, but there's going to have to be some reflection from fans and h- how you are a fan too. And how maybe we look at other people and, you know, I just, I, it's just, it's a really, <laughs> I love how Mario, Sorry. he's, he's like, got, come on, bro. <laughs> he's got so many, he's got opinions today. He just wants to say happy new year and be nice to people. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, you know, I think this year has been such a roller coaster of like thinking, you know, it's been, it's been so up and down and, you know, you have these like glimmer, like these little moments, these glimmers of hope, Mm. and then things get kind of bad again. And I think if I can offer anything to anyone, and I'm actually going to read this. So we did receive one email this week and it's from Amy. And, um, first and foremost, she had said that she didn't know if we knew that there's an online account that's dedicated just hype for women in sports and to get together on Twitter and Instagram. And I actually follow together, big fan of together. I will say there are other accounts too. If you're interested, the gist is another one. Um, galvanize is one to follow. Um, they do a lot of like hyping up of, uh, women in sports. Um, so if you aren't following those accounts, go follow them. They're not all perfect. I will just say that first and foremost, they're not all perfect. I think it was the gist that had some reflection, but I think, okay, really quick. I think that's actually like a really good kind of point of like learning and growing is a lot of times when people start these accounts, like I remember um, the uh, things you should care about. I think it was what it was called. And now Mm -hmm. it's stuff you should know. Um, The woman behind that, uh, she has, she ended up having to not having, she chose to change the name of it because she had taken a, uh, I won't dive into the whole thing. You can Google it and read what basically happened. Um, there were stories on it, but a long story short, she sort of took the name mm-hmm. from another source, didn't credit that source. Uh, people found out that like she was um, working with other creators to create content, but then not essentially paying them or crediting them for their time. So she has, learned Mm -hmm. um at least is actively in my opinion openly learning and growing has changed how she's done things changing how she's like practiced what she's done um i think it was the gist that had a little bit of a hiccup as well and i don't want to like write this off it's just a hiccup like oh some of this like some of the stuff is like legitimately like in the case of um stuff you should know about the original name um it was taken from a um creator of color. So it was Mm -hmm. particularly, um, that I don't want to play that off as a hiccup. That's not what I'm talking about there. I was talking about the gist when I used hiccup, like words are important. And I'm mad that like, I'm kind of muddying all of this, but my point is, I think 
a lot of these type of accounts when they get created come from a place of good intention. And mm-hmm. we know intent and impact are different. And sometimes intention is like one thing where you're like, I'm going to create this good and I'm going to celebrate these things. And I want people to be informed and I want them to know about these things. And then they find out that their impact is not quite matching that intent. And mm-hmm. so they have to refocus or reshift or learn. And I think allowing that space for people to grow. And I don't want to get into the whole like cancel culture crap. Like I hate when people are like cancel, cancel, culture. I agree. Don't cancel everyone for everything. Now, if somebody's being racist, homophobic, sexist, all that stuff, that is very different. But Mm -hmm. like if people are willing, really willing to learn and grow and put the time and the work in, I think giving them that space to learn. Anyway, that's not entirely about together. It just reminded me that there are a lot of really good accounts um, on the internet that that are created with the intent of celebrating women in sports, celebrating sports that are maybe, um, underrepresented doesn't mean that they're always going to be perfect. There might be some issues that they have to work through and like, it's okay. It's okay for people to be held accountable for things for them to get better. I think that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. I hope I'm, I hope I'm, I I don't, I hope I'm not like throwing the gist under the bus and it wasn't them. (laughs) Um, I'm like going to Google it. Um, I swear. um, I swear I'm not making this up. There's been a lot of, fun um things that my brain has stored in the last year that like when I go to like pull on that information I have no idea just no idea so apologies to to the gist if I'm wrong um she did say happy new year to both of us and that she hopes we ring in the new year in the only ways that make you happy and I will say I hope that for all of you too I hope that you ring in the new year in whatever way that that makes you happy um if I can offer one thing especially as somebody who is having a wedding and I think of the people who are going to be there to make this possible, depending on what you do, not just on New Year's Eve, but into the new year and beyond, um, tip servers well. Mm -hmm. Um, The people who are putting in the work to make things possible for you, tip them well. Remember that they are often the ones on the front lines of things and they're making it possible for you to still have like, quote unquote, a normal experience and existence while also putting themselves in situations that aren't always great. Now, um, like it's like I talk about my wedding, um, asking people to be vaccinated and um, and or like I said at the time to have a negative test. um, But things have changed. Um, But asking everyone to be vaccinated is not reality for somebody who works in a restaurant. Like the people who walk in the door, they don't know the vaccine status of everyone. Now, I understand like some places like Chicago have changed that. But just be mindful Mm -hmm. of the people that you're coming into contact with. Be mindful of your healthcare workers, like check in on people that you know that work in healthcare, because I know um, they're really they're really struggling with a lot. Um, And we've been saying this for almost a year and a half now. I don't understand why so much of this has become so politicized. And I think a lot of the things that we want to do are so very possible with um, if people are just able to be a little kind toward others and be mindful of like empathy Mm -hmm. and you think of like, okay, you want to go to restaurants or you want to go to this, you want to have concerts, you want to have sports. So what's the big deal if that thing asks you to wear a mask? What's the big deal? Like if it's a thing that allows you to live normally, why is that the big deal? Um, It's just one of those things where I think 
just taking a step back and like asking yourself, like, why am I so opposed to this thing? Like, what am, what is like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense on this podcast. It's just a rambling of thoughts. Ultimately (laughs) what it comes down to is like, it's not just like it's free to be kind and it's not super difficult to do that. It's also free to give a shit and it's not difficult to give a shit. And even if you have a hard time wrapping your mind around why masks are important or why the vaccine vaccine is important. Um, just giving a crap about the people around you. Isn't that difficult to do? There's nothing wrong with it. No, because I think so much of it's like, okay. Like for me to kind of wrap this all up in a pretty bow, because like I said, I have just been word vomiting and people are going to be like, what are you talking about? They're going to be like, you've been, people are going to be like, what happened with the gist? And I can't tell you, I looked it up. I can't remember. I swear if someone remembers, if I'm making that up, if it's another account, will you tell me, am I just making things up in my head? I don't know. Um, I might be, but I swear, I swear my brain is whatever. But to wrap it all up kind of nicely, I think, you know, I go back to that moment in the elevator that one day. And when I was in that elevator and here I am in an environment where I'll be honest with you, when, um, I first showed up to my first event that Mm -hmm. had a lot of fans, which was the spring game last year. I, I remember I like fought so hard to find access to, um, a vaccine not jumping or skipping lines by like, I had put myself on waitlist after waitlist after waitlist, which like hoping, cause I really wanted to try to be fully vaccinated by the time the spring game came around. Yeah. And I remember how like walking into that environment, I was very uncomfortable at first. And like, obviously throughout the fall, I adjusted, but I was pretty, I was pretty consistent where I was wearing my mask inside and outside. When I say consistent, I mean like there were some instances if I was outside and it was like 105 degrees, I might take it off um, right. if I was distanced from people. But I remember throughout this fall having people comment on Instagram and ask me why I was wearing a mask when I wasn't around people. And what you don't realize is what's on the other side of the camera. I was around people. You just weren't seeing it in the background of where I was taking my photo at the moment. But I had players walking by me. I had people who need to need to care about them walking near me. So I had people who were shaming me for that. But then to be in that elevator that day and to have those people just be so mean to the woman that was working, she's just doing her job. And then to turn to me and be so mean to me because they couldn't understand why I dared wear a mask in this elevator. They had a choice in that moment. They could have minded their own businesses, put their masks on or heck, just shut their mouths for a second Mm -hmm. and just not be terrible or they could go the path that they did which was to make everyone in that elevator incredibly uncomfortable shaming people yelling things that like they knew would make people uncomfortable and it was like why was that the choice why was that the moment why why was that the thing and so yeah I just think um I think when I reflect back on this last year, I am, I'm not here to shame people. I don't understand. Like when I've seen people having holiday get togethers, I am not in a place to judge a single person. Cause if I were to, somebody could easily be like, you're having a wedding. And I'd be like, super fair. I am not going to judge anyone without understanding maybe what circumstances that they were in, what precautions they took. I don't know any of these things. I haven't talked to anyone. And so I'm going to, I think the energy I want to take into 2022 is to be empathetic and kind to people, but to assume the best 
for people and assume the best in people before going to assume the worst. So I think I have a tendency to want to immediately judge people when I see things of like, Oh, what? But without maybe understanding the full story. So Mm -hmm. I think just be kinder, less judgmental and try to be more empathetic towards others unless people are just terrible. And then that's like, I'm not giving empathy to the person in the elevator that day. They don't deserve that. (laughs) Right. Um, No, I I think that that's, that's kind of like my intention for 2022 as well. Um, And also to just to not be as hard on myself. Um, I have the tendency to do that as well. So yes, please be kind to other people. Like, please uh, try to show empathy when, when you're able to um, try to show grace, but also do the same for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying that 2022 is going to be super difficult, but we all had hope for 2021 and, and with (laughs) the things that still hang in the balance, I think that just, um, I don't want to say that and be like, sound like I'm trying to tell people not to be excited for a new year. Um, definitely (laughs) be excited for a new year, but just try this year to, uh, to be all of the things that you want to be to other people also to yourself. Yeah. I be kind to yourselves. Like, here's the thing. I saw a quote the other day and I wish I I'm going to Google it because I don't want to, um, uh, I don't want to just, I want to make sure if it's truly. Okay. For the record, I saw this, I believe on Instagram. So if I end up finding the author of this quote, I will link it because I do not want to take words from somebody, but it was something and I'm paraphrasing, but it was essentially that people are not thinking about you the way that you think about you. So stop all, when we talk about being kind, be kind to yourself because people Mm -hmm. truly are not thinking about you the way that you are. Like you are your, you are the center of your own world. And so you have the right to think those things, but just remember other people are not always thinking all those things about you. So be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. and show yourself some grace because shit, 2020 was hard. 2021 was hard. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about 2022, but at the same time, like at some point we got to learn we got to learn some empathy around here. Like mm-hmm. at some point, I think. Yeah. So let's start now. You don't have to wait until January 1st. You can start today. Start today. Well, with that, we, and by we, I mean, mostly me have word vomited enough at you where now I have to go have reflection on all of these things that just poured out of my brain that I don't remember where they all came from. So I have to go do some reflection on that. Um, but We do appreciate you. We thank you for joining us for another year. We will be back mid-January. So if you're wondering where the show is for the next couple of weeks, don't worry. Your app, your uh, subscriptions, wherever you listen to this podcast, nothing is wrong. We just are going to take a couple week break. We will be back. When we are back, I will be married. We can talk about that. Um, It'll be great. We are all I just hope that you have a happy, peaceful new year. However you celebrate, please be kind to yourself, be kind to others, be mindful of your own self and others. And just know that like, it's really easy to feel like things are like really bad all the time, but like, it's not always really, really bad. So try to find some goodness that you can hold on to and be excited for 2022. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Also, I have to just leave this one last thing. If you are somebody who in the new year has set resolutions for yourself because you like resolutions, go get that 
good for you. Go live your truth. Do what you need to do. If you're somebody who doesn't like resolutions, good for you. Go live your truth. Have at it. But also do not shame people for showing up into spaces that they may have not been because this is the time that they are now making that change. Do not shame people. Let people exist in spaces that maybe they haven't before because they are looking to exist in those spaces now. Exactly. They are allowed fresh starts whenever those fresh starts come. And also remember, if you are in that space, like you don't get a gatekeep it just because you've been there a while. Also realize that you were new in that space once too. Exactly. Just again, it all comes back to kindness. Yes. Start now. Start now. We will talk to you next year. That's your bad <laughs> joke of the day. And we appreciate you as always. Um, so much love for you all. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you in 2022. Bye. A Huda Media Production.